The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And coming up next, uh, Africa Giving. So in times of crisis, people often instinctively want to help. However, with the rise of global cybercrime syndicates, it is increasingly becoming very, very difficult because you don't know who you're giving your money to. I could just start something and for by the time you discover that I'm fraudulent, it could be too late. But this evening, I do have my guest, that's Dr. Tendai Morisa, co-founder, Africa Giving Chairman, uh, to talk to us about great work that they've done and also how they've navigated and mitigated those issues of cybercrime and making sure that they connect as many, many um, donors as as they can. And we're talking about donating across borders and, of course, across the continent. But uh, let me introduce our guest and find out exactly what they do. Uh, good evening. Uh, that's Tendai Marisa. Good evening. Welcome good to evening, The Viewpoint. How, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very well. So with the work that you do, it can be very, very complex. Giving these days can be very complex, especially, you know, technically if you have uh, to, to donate your funds through, you know, online. I just want to find out, let's first of all talk about the business that you do just to break it down for us. Yeah, thank you so much. So Africa Giving is a non-profit initiative, part of Civil Institute, uh, originating from here in Harare, but working across Africa. The idea really is simple. Uh, we've seen a lot of our people who are either in Africa or in outside of Africa in the diaspora who are part of the middle class with a surplus income, but they do not know how to give that to nonprofits. Most of the remittances we're seeing are going towards family and, relati and relatives. So we thought, given the great work that NGOs do on the continent and other nonprofit causes, what if we created a platform that connects these organizations with givers that are spread across the continent and outside the continent? The first challenge that we had is the question you have raised, that security around the money. How do I trust that I can give and this money will go to exactly that cause? That's number one. And also the challenge around to saying, is this safe money that we're receiving, isn't it coming from a very difficult source? So we have partnered with a payment gateway that helps us to scrutinize this. Uh, they work across Africa, they work globally. So they are the engine that power our app, that they help us to scrutinize. But before anyone gives on our platform, they have to go through our security checks. But also the organizations that are listed on the platform are listed after we've carried out all the due diligence that is required by law to make sure that they are compliant, they are audited in their jurisdictions, they are registered, and also they can have a story to tell about how that money is contributing towards changing lives within their different thematic causes that they address. Mm. And I was looking at, uh, you know, your story saying Africa Giving has brought together 74 organizations operating in different parts of the continent. How did you manage this? Because 74, that's, that's a big number. Wow, okay. That's just a start. They are every, we, we started Africa Giving at the beginning of this year, and we've been going through this. It's a very slow process. We approach organizations. We tell them about the product offering, what we are doing. Then they have to go through our checks, and our checks are very thorough, like I said. So an organization can take up to 21 days to comply. 
But once they've complied, then they have access to the resource that we're putting them there. Most of these organizations are working in communities. They do not have a robust fundraising strategy. They do not have a robust communication strategy. So in many instances, this is their first time that they're actually being profiled on a global platform. So it's an incentive for them to comply, but it's not easy. So 73 today, but by December, we are hoping to have a close to 150 organizations from across Africa. Because the, re the idea really is to make sure we have as many organizations listed on the platform so that whoever is giving has the choice to say, I'm from Uganda, I would love to give to organizations that are dealing with uh, poverty reduction, poverty eradication. We're in the International Global Week to do with poverty eradication. So we're talking about poverty. So if you're thinking about that and say, so who's working on poverty in South Africa? Who's working on poverty in Zimbabwe or Zambia? We want to make sure that we have those organizations on our platform. But it's a lot of work to list, but at least we have the dedication and we have the resource to push to make sure that organizations are listed. Mm. And when you talk about... Um you know donations is this monetary specifically or you can donate in goods or services? at the moment well at the moment the platform is powered around monetary donations from as low as five united states dollars to as high as you can, you want but what we're trying to do is to make sure that most of these non-profits when they operate they are in many instances they are grant away from extinction they are surviving on project-based funding they have no funding to keep the lights on they have no funding to keep the car moving etc so we're saying what if we gather together as africans using our usual frameworks of giving ubuntu i am because you are umbambani so how we can collectively uh, collect the, the little monies that we have mm. to help a charity that is in our community etc but at the moment our platform so far has been focused on making sure that we raise monetary donations we'll definitely rethink around because we've seen a an interest around volunteering uh, youngsters who want to volunteer their hours, etc., to say, I can help with coding, I can help develop a website for an organization. We're looking through that to say, how do we also make sure that it's a service that is available on the platform where we can match organizations that have such needs and people with such competences to say, I can just help set up the finance and admin, I can do internal auditing, I can help with communication strategy. That's what we're now working on to say, how do we treat in-kind donations? Mm. And how do you find your beneficiaries? So we, it's a lot of work. So we, we are the ones who have to promote the platform. We go into where, and we've noticed based on studies that we've seen being carried out by others, McKinsey being one of them, that has said that millennials and the generations after them are most likely going to give to causes and they're most likely to trust online platforms for giving. So we try to talk to, to using our organic databases to try to make sure that we reach out to Africans within Africa and those in the diaspora. And we'll also hold events. On the 24th of November in Johannesburg, we're going to have a gala event, which we're using literally to say, whatever is raised during that gala event, we are using it to raise money for the organizations that are listed. So our target on that night is to raise a million runs that we can then share with all the 73 organizations that are listed on the platform. So that's one way of looking at it. And we're going to be getting into partnerships with festival organizers to begin to say, in Zimbabwe, for instance, there was the Jacaranda Festival, but we were too late in entering a partnership with them. But we hope that next time we'll be able to do that so that we can ask, say, for 
for your ticket, maybe 20 cents goes towards Africa giving. And the work, and the work you can choose which charity you want to fund or it goes towards us creating a basket fund that we then channel to all the organizations. So we have to come up with these creative ways of raising resources throughout the year, but also we are hoping that they can be individual give, givers. We can commit certain resources, even monthly, to a certain organization to say, for instance, here we've seen traction around an organization that works with uh, children that live with cancer, that are struggling with cancer. It's very, it's very popular, that cause, and we've begun to see many people committing uh, little amounts, $10 a month, $20 a month, $50 a month, towards that organization. So that's the kind of support we're trying to create, that traction, to create that interest around different causes. Mm. And then lastly, then, let's say, for instance, hypothetically, there is mm. an, an, you know, an informal organization. Inf uh, when I say informal, maybe it's just an elderly lady who is in a remote area, but has been doing great work. And you actually can, you have a trail to see that she has been doing great work. Does she then qualify if she needs assistance from your organization or if she needs any form of help in terms of donation? How does it work if at all she qualifies? And how most does she qualify? She, most definitely she does. We, our history prior into Africa giving, we spent a lot of time helping organizations like the one we just mentioned, formalize, have a structure, begin to be able to attract donors, etc. During COVID-19, we saw a lot of people who were moved by the challenges they were seeing in their communities, others starting maybe feeding kitchens, etc. But before you know it, a month into it or a second month into it, you realize that the little resources that you have by yourself are not enough. But beginning to say that maybe if I could find other donors, so we'll then help them with maybe the formalization strategy to say, because many donors are going to ask about saying, so if I give this, if my if I give my money to this lady, how is she going to report on it? So we help them initially to put through those processes. So we have at the back end of Africa giving what's something we call the philanthropy lab, where we take you through the process of formalization. It takes up to seven, eight weeks. You'll be formal, you'll have a structure, you're registered, you have a bank account that people can begin to relate with you as a formal entity and you can submit reports to them. But for us is to say, once we have vetted and we have understood that there is a cause and there, is, there, is a, there are people committed to this cause, we do not turn away people. We begin to work with them to formalize their processes. Mm. Tendai Marisa, co-founder of Africa Giving and chairman and also CEO of Sevio Institute. Where can we find you? If someone so is we are keen to find so you. So we are, we are best in Zimbabwe, but we mostly found online. Uh, Africa Giving is online, www.africagiving.com. Org. CVO Institute is the same, www.cvoinstitute.org. We have an office in Centron in Johannesburg, and we have offices here in Harare. Our, we also have presence in the United States. So we are really spread across. And uh, I think it's easier just to use our online platforms to get in touch with us. But if you really need the face-to-face -face meeting, yes, those are the two offices where we have presence in Harare, Zimbabwe, and in Centron, Johannesburg. Tendai Marisa, thank you so much for joining us on The Viewpoint. And hopefully, you know, uh, those that would like to help will find you or find you easy, easily easier. And those that need help also can approach you and you can always have a conversation. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much, Bertha. Thank you for your time. And bye-bye for now.